Welcome guys to the Design Junkies podcast and um, today we'll be discussing about social media detox and how some of these apps are in a way designing in such a way that you are you, you are hooked onto the app, right? So we'll be starting off with Reagan because he mostly does that a lot and wanted to also find out the reason behind it. We also discussed the reason why we also did our social media detox. Thank you, Jeffrey. So last year, I went off social media, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, just to focus on work and do a lot of important things like reading a lot more and picking up new skills. And it was very, very important because Charlie, as a day online, Especially Twitter. Back then, I didn't really really use Twitter, but somewhere September, October, I started using Twitter and became very addictive. So I just deleted the application, went offline, and was communicating through text and course. And I had a chance to kind of focus on work more and learn new things, read more, um, also kind of rest because I was very, very tired from school back then. Anytime I actually go off social media, that's the reason why, just to take a break and then rest and then do what are important stuff. I'll go to Michael, then we'll go to Henson, then someone, because I think everybody went off at least one social media app at some point. So just tell us why you did that, what was the reason, and maybe some of the things you did when you went offline. And then later we'll look at the measures that you put in place to help your stay away from social media effective. Then we'll discuss some of the measures these applications are putting in place to keep users hooked on their platform. So, Michael. So for me, I've been off a couple of social media platforms, but then I think Twitter work is the one that I've been off the most because um, I always realize that whenever I'm working, right, like as soon as I get some one, two minutes free, I just dive into Twitter. And then before I realized, I've spent like 30 minutes scrolling. It kept happening every single time. And one of the things that actually drew my attention was because I realized that I wasn't going there to post as much, right? But I can be on Twitter for like a month and not post any single thing. But then I am always there constantly. So it was seven like a distraction when I have things to do, right? So maybe let's say if I'm working on something that's supposed to take me like maybe two hours and then I go for a water break or something and I jump on Twitter for maybe 10, 20 minutes, that's 10, 20 minutes will end up increasing the time that I need to use for the work, right? Because when I come back, I'll have to retrace my thought process to find out where I dropped off. So like, it was just making my work very difficult. So I decided to deactivate my account for a while and see how that would change things for me. That thing may be very, very true. Like you go pick your phone, say you can't check some inspiration or you can't reply some email. Next thing you see on one of these platforms and then for the next 20 minutes, they're just scrolling. And when you get back to whatever you were doing, you would have probably lost your thought or something like that. So it's very, very true. Hinson. Yeah, so I think you guys have touched on it. But yeah, I mainly went on that break because I needed rest. I also felt that social media, social media was also draining me a lot. So I needed to like just move away from it. And I felt that also I wasn't really like productive like that too. Sam, how about you? So for me, the reason why I started being very, very active on social media, physically Twitter, was because it was mainly like a distraction for me. I used to have certain meetings in the night that I wasn't supposed to be having. Some work meetings that we're not supposed to be having at that time. So it was mainly like a distraction. 
just going on the when I mean the meeting they are just going on and on and nothing really concern me. Just go consume. And then yeah, that's about it. Just distract myself. And then I realized it became more and more like addictive. Even during the times where I wasn't even having those meetings anymore. I just realized I was going on there consuming the content. And I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll get to that part, like how these apps design their interfaces and the UX behind the apps that keeps people logged in for long periods. But yeah, that was how I started using it for longer periods till I realized this wasn't helping me in any way. It looks like everybody kind of had the same reasons for going over the app one way or the other. First, it distracts you from work. Uh, even if it's not work, maybe you just want to take maybe a, a one, one app or you pick your phone. And then you just see a notification from Instagram. You open it and then that's how that one hour nap will turn into watching Instagram reviews. So I feel like the reasons are always the same. Probably maybe to um, get away from social media to rest or kind of focus on important things. Personally, I don't like to lie to myself that I'm going to set any time that or I use Instagram for one hour or do this. No, no, no. I completely delete the application. And talking about measures, that was what I used to do. Like completely, I delete Instagram, Twitter, everything. And um, there was one detox I did in 2020 where I found this Chrome extension where you can just enter websites to block. So this had the extension where you type Instagram.com and you've added it to the list of websites to just block you and then close the tab. And I realized that even after putting it in the extension, I was still I still found myself doing that on my browser because I was like, well, I've deleted the app. Let me try it here. But then it helped me stay away from this platform. So just to hear from you guys, what are some of these measures you put in place? Do you like using the timer or did you restrict yourself using your own brain that, okay, I'll spend this amount of time on here or what? Or you did what I did, delete completely. Who should I even pass the mic to? Uh, Sam. So for me, when I tried it the first time, I deleted Twitter entirely. Uh, I tried to just remove it from my home screen, but I mean, I was like, I'm still going to search for it anyway. And I realized I was doing that. So I was like, fuck it. Let me just delete the shit. When I was doing it, I was just giving myself excuses. I mean, what if, I mean, there are some interesting spaces that talk about design, blah, blah. And I was like, yo, that's just my mind playing tricks on me. There are no interesting spaces on Twitter. If I need to learn design, it's not Twitter. <laughs> if I need to learn anything, it's not Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was fine. <laughs> I, I was fine before Twitter. I'm very fine after. So I me, mean, I deleted it entirely, but... I came back this year, mainly because of the podcast, the Junkies, just to share the word around and promote it. I was very hesitant when I was thinking about installing it again, but I was like, okay, let me just install it and then set the screen time. I set the app limit for Twitter to 15 minutes every day. I mean, I don't stick to it 15 minutes entirely. I catch myself slacking every time. And that's why it's good that I set the screen time. So when I'm like past the 15 minutes and it pops up, then I just press OK and I'm done. I leave the app. One thing I forgot, after I installed the app, the first thing I did, go to notifications, turn off everything. I didn't want to see any push notifications. So if you send me a message or you tweet at me and I don't reply, sorry, that's the reason. But yeah, that's how I, I go about it now. The notification points today, me, even before going off social media, I never liked notification. I don't like to see my phone ring. It gives me some, I don't, I don't even want to use that word, but it just, they make me some way. So every single application on my phone, the notification is turned. Of course, it'd be very distracting. You can just have your phone lying on the table and work. You, if you hear, you turn your head, look at the phone, read the message. That ten seconds alone can just distract you from whatever you're doing. So the notification thing, they'll be very, very 
true i mean like we are saying if this doesn't work for you don't go and try it everybody then because for me even though i have notification turned off i kind of like check my phone for messages like every 30 minutes or 15 it depends on what i'm doing but make sure to check so that i don't miss important messages um for things like the screen time and all that i don't think anybody is an android user i don't know if android has that but i should believe they do have something like that in place to also help people who use android jeffrey what about you i'm sure you probably have the same experience in terms of how you put measures yeah some some really preach you really preach i tell you i tell you, I tell you. <laughs> thank you thank you i feel like i guess faster right now <laughs> Charlie, Charlie. I think they talk, I'm like, yo, man, they preach, they preach. I don't use the exact method, but it's mostly around those lines where I try to either delete the app. So when I'm working, I can put it on focus mode. So I have personalized some of the settings where I have work, work mode. I have personal mode. I have sleep mode. Like I have a lot of mode. So depending on what I'm working on, I just turn into that mode. And I've done it in such a way that if I'm working Instagram, those notifications, I don't get to see them. You get it. So it's mainly you trying to see what works best for you. Because one, if you're addicted, you can't tell me deleting it will actually solve it. Because then you go back again. Because addiction is a whole like different game. If you're addicted to something, even the slightest cue might get you back into it. You get it so you need to start like small so if let's say you are used to being on twitter for let's say five hours then you need to cut it to let's say two hours okay start from there that way it wouldn't feel like a lot of work because then if it feels like a lot of work you fall back to your bad habits again you get it so when i was starting off i didn't go off entirely i started where i was trying to reduce the time because i looked at my up usage and I realized I was spending a lot of time here. So now I said to go, okay, I need to cut this to maybe two hours, this to three hours. Then later on, after gaining the momentum, I deleted the app. For Twitter, for instance, I deleted it. But for Instagram, because I'm mainly like engaging, I have people that I actually chat with over there instead of WhatsApp. And also another thing was sometimes I get gigs from that side. You get it so deleting entirely i might miss like a big gig over there so sometimes i try to just reduce the usage sorry just to touch on the gig side so i remember someone asked me ah so if you go off the social media for one month where somebody texts you say you want to make a job how far i'm like charlie charlie i'm going to rest but then what i did was i used to update my bio so i just put in my bio that hey i'm away if you need anything this is my email and it actually worked. I mean, two people reached out to that. So I feel like even if you don't want to lose gigs, you can maybe put... If you're not lucky, they will not see it. You understand? But I'm just saying you can put something like that in place when you're going off. Um, Michael, talk to us. So for me, it's more like go out or go home because all the reducing screen time, deleting the app, those things never work for me. So what I do is that I just deactivate my account and now I have nothing to do because... I'll definitely not go back to uh, reactivate my account, right? Because it will defeat the whole purpose. But then what I realized is that whenever I deactivate my Twitter, I end up spending more time on other platforms like LinkedIn, right? But then the thing with LinkedIn too is that 
I'll go there and then I'll see a call and I'll boss and my dad myself that ah, but this thing, like what's up, what they want the person. Then I'll just like close the tab, the type of foods I'm talking about. So let me give an example. So there was this one time that I was scrolling on LinkedIn and then I came across a post. The person went to the barbershop to cut her hair and then she took a, a video of her in the barbershop cutting her hair and tried to flip it into a motivational post or something like them things not really much like that ah just because people say oh use social media be active build an audience don't mean say you will come there and you do anything anyhow so that one they stress you out there i see how they are vexed so <laughs> personally i get where it's coming from you go see somebody in linkedin post and the country can be like two lines and just because they want to write plain account just to make it so honest <laughs> oh boss you wait you know what you write it in my mind like some of them be, you feel like LinkedIn, you can just write and go. You don't need to add images or video or whatever, right? But then you'll see someone write content for like four paragraphs, right? And then they'll put like video credit with someone's deck setup. The deck setup doesn't necessarily match the contents that they put there, but they put it there. For what reason? This one, they'll be like, like this thing they trigger me because it looks like after trying to like take a break from social media and you getting a rest then you can't to linkedin to then somebody they stress you with impost hey charlie what's all bro oh you're back ah bro for me what i even do we say anytime i come across those things on linkedin eh? if i am following the person i usually just unfollow the person that we make a contract with that thing but he made a point on to i mean i also had that experience where you're going off one social media app and then you're keeping the other what happened was i went up every social media but then, like i said from the beginning i wanted to kind of learn a few things right so i was kind of consuming those contents from youtube now this is what i realized youtube was taking that two hours of my time but i was not even using that two hours necessarily to consume the content i wanted to consume so like maybe an educational content something i just realized that youtube shorts and then i'm just growing sometimes like 3 a.m so one time i just sat down and i was like ah, is it i'm deceiving myself that's how i just deleted youtube to my phone because I deleted all these apps to focus and then I just enter into YouTube and then they have the same ecosystem which we'll talk about shortly which is built on their platform which just hooks you to the application that for the next 12 hours you are just scrolling. Now that dives us into um, I mean the UX part of it. What are these guys putting in place to hook us that even if you delete all of them and you keep one of them and if you realize I don't know if any of you ever realized at one point Twitter was also doing this swipe to scroll thing where if you open a Twitter video in full screen and you swipe, it brings another video. So I was like, looks like these people are putting the same thing or this whole TikTok swipe, Instagram swipe, because I mean, it's so easy. I even saw a video where you can just say, once you're done watching the video, you can just say scroll. I mean, you set it up on your phone, you say scroll to scroll to the next one. They're making um, laziness more fun for you. But yeah, let's get to that. Michael, what do you think these apps are doing that are keeping these users for this application? So I think most of them, right? They are always trying to find a way to keep you on the platform so that they can, I think most of them run on ads. That's how they get their revenue. So then it's like whatever they will do to get you to stay on the platform long enough to be seeing a lot of ads, they will do it. Then again, every platform handles it differently. TikTok, for instance, will do the that video suggestion thing. Twitter too has its own way that it goes about it. Instagram is different and so on. But then Snapchat will even use something like that streak to keep you hooked. 
So like whatever they are going to do to keep you coming, that they are going to do it. I don't know if any of you has even tried them Dolingo, right? Dolingo typically doesn't really fall under a social media app, but then they they have daily streaks and then they even have a league table and everything. And then the more lessons you complete to stay on top of the league table, if you are on the free plan, the more ads you'll be seeing. Also, to keep you coming back, something like a backup plan from the league table, they have the streaks, right? So the streaks will keep you coming back every single day. And then that will be like your entry point because you want to keep your streak alive. And then once you come in, they use the league table and all those things to keep you coming back. Because as soon as you drop from a certain point, they'll send you a notification that, oh, you just dropped blah, blah, blah. That one is another one to come get you back onto the platform. You understand? And it goes on and on like that. And then you'll be making money because you'll be seeing more ads and so on. I've never seen the Duolingo thing, but that's hosting about the league table is very smart. Samo? Yeah, it's very fascinating to me. For example, I'm up like TikTok, right? So the first time I came across TikTok, and I realized everybody was saying TikTok, they did their no, you realize no, then like three hours ago. Like, it was very fascinating to me how immersive the experiences and how it's able to draw you in and make you forget everything around you and just keep scrolling. But I'll come to that. So for me, I think you should see it from two sides. One of the most important things about we humans, right, or the world we live in is time. The time is priceless. It's the most valuable thing. If you waste someone's time, you are never going to get it back, right? And so that is one way that I'm always fascinated by how these designers of these apps are able to think about time and also align it with the business's goals of me wanting to make money. So which in this case, show you ads, right? Because that's how they make their money, right? So aligning these two. So the more you are able to get your time and then keep you in the app, logging in the app, the more they can show you the content that they need to show you. Right. So the more you are on these apps, the more they are able to gather data on you, the more they are able to understand what you like, what you do not like, and the more they are able to personalize their experience for you. So let's say on TikTok, you go on TikTok, you see some sneaker, you like them. You see some nice girl, or you look nice, you get some nice shield and things. Oh, Charlie, you know they do anything. This girl we come trend, say what we name. The Togolese girl we they are, you know. Kelly, you know they do anything, we just shake shake some with the instance no people they like ebab so this is how the app gathers information on the user right and so by gathering this information they are able to sell this data to google or wherever and then make their money off it google can also make their money show you relevant ads and whatever it goes from there so now for them to be able to get this to this point how are they going to make it very easy for you to use all these frictions it has to be very easy, right? And so one way that I've noticed, particularly every social media app uses, is like an infinite scroll. So have you ever wondered like why these apps never use this traditional pagination, which is one, two, three, three? So the more effortless it is for you to keep scrolling, the more they can show you content, and the more you can like, and they can determine which stuff you like, which you don't like, and the more they can get your data and sell it and make money. So yeah, I think that's something fascinating. I'm going to leave it and see if you guys have any thoughts on that. The best one, yeah, <laughs> it be tied around the human psychology, right? How the brain works, and some to touch on the time and the barrier thing. So you realize, say, 
if you just scroll through it be very easy to hop onto another content and now the brain too works in such a way that you know when you know that when you take this particular action this is the reward you are getting and always the reward keeps changing right if it keeps changing definitely the excitement would be so the adrenaline they push in such a way that you get the cue you take that particular action you get your reward now you're tempted to get more again you get it one experiment they conducted on i think it was rat or so where they place this food over there the rats eat them then later them put something that will electrocute the rats sake of the rats you know say this should be what they won't get you go electrocute them again you just take the chew because of the electrocution my mind makes oh the rat go strong but since the reward always good day the anticipation the excitement way they build up you know it they make we they go more for them that be how tiktok me in a way that be how they see them because you know less barrier so that means it's just a swipe away now when you swipe the probability that the contents will be different to is high so let's say if you swipe and you don't like that particular content since you want something that will entertain you, you just swipe again and probably you get another content that you're excited about you watch 10 20 seconds oh i finished another one you swipe so that's what they are basically doing so they are just building on how humans interact how our brain works and they are using that perfectly in their apps for IGen, for instance one thing is investment now for humans for instance like if you are invested in something it's very difficult for us to let go of that particular thing so let's say for instagram i i post pictures videos content now leaving that particular app it will be difficult for me because that's how much i've invested into it now to get you hooked on to it right let's say you post something now the likes followers views coming now if you look at these things they kind of excite you in a way because if you see your likes go from let's say 10 to 50 then charlie your mind makes oh now nah, make a post more in posting more you are investing more then they do them in such a way that they interconnect so whatever you they do they are making sure that you are still hooked on to the app no matter what that's how come sometimes when you want to create content and you start and maybe you post five or ten videos and you are not getting the likes and things then you shun the post because of that the build up way they expect you know they get them they are making good use of the rules now because one the rules is also incorporating the tiktok kind of thing where you have short form content the barrier be less and michael also touched on this duolingo bit where it talks about you using i think the leaderboard thing the streak thing that be in a way another form of investment right humans are naturally competitive so if we see say oh if this be the action i will take to get this particular thing and the barrier to that particular thing is less definitely you do it so as much as possible those as they try to reduce that barrier for snap streaking you will see the fire emoji you will see the number of days and if they can't die to her, you will see this loading thing to as well so in a way they are also giving you cues to just get you back onto that particular platform again and one thing snap also does well is they don't show you the message so you mostly see sent a snap or sent a chat you'll be tempted to open it because you can't see a preview where you can look at okay this particular person sent me this so i just go, you know we'll get that thing so they are trying most apps in a way incorporate some of their notification strategy for snap it 
you not having the access to preview it. For Instagram too, they've also incorporated the rules, your likes, followers, rewards. So they are mostly using these principles, our brain, how humans work, their psychology, and they are just building based on that. So it's not our fault, but Charlie, if you understand some of these things, it's very easy for you to create an app and get people hooked onto that app. So Charlie... This thing, I will feel talk on Amma because I'm just fascinated about how the brain works and how they are using it. So for yeah, Pacho, yeah, Pacho, <laughs> yeah, my phone, my phone, my phone. May the guy preach. May the guy preach. You will continue the preaching, but those be very, very solid points. There was a point he made about the whole Instagram investment thing, and I've personally had an experience with that. And I think some when you were talking, remember you were mentioning something about this turning off notifications and about them sending you emails and all that. So I remember when I went off. Instagram, they used to send me emails. I just unsubscribed at all because they'll send you the email and they'll be like, Riga, you had two new followers. Riga, you had 23 likes this week. And even though I was off the application, it was making me happy. I was like, ah, okay, yeah, someone followed me. And I was being tempted. At the point, I was being tempted to log in to see who these people were because normally in their emails, they'll probably maybe just show you two followers and then maybe they'll show one person's name. And Je- Jeffrey was saying with Snap. They'll show you that you've got this as a message, it's a snap, but they're not showing you what it is completely. So you are being tempted to click, and then by clicking, you are being left to that platform. So for Instagram sending me an email that, hey, I got so and so this week, even though it's an email, there's a call to action, open up, whatever. I click, it takes me to the app, and now for the next two hours, I'm just hooked on the application. So the point on that investment thing is very, very true. And I think almost all of them use it. There's this app, I've forgotten which app it is actually, but I remember seeing their notification and the copy of that message was so enticing. I was like, oh, Charlie, make her open the app. It was, I've forgotten the exact way, but I was across the lines of, um, here again, we've not seen you a while this week. Is everything okay? But like then since I was like, oh, so this app really they care about me. Like I was being tempted to open the application. This is another thing we can talk about in terms of copy and how they are using that to get people's attention back on the app. Michael. I just want to ask about short form content that these social media platforms are actually making use of. If you realize Twitter, for instance, started with, I think, 140 characters or so. And then Instagram, will, I don't know about TikTok, but I think probably maximum 60 seconds, even for YouTube shots and everything. Why do you guys think these companies keep promoting short form content? I forgot him, but I saw an app that was trying to do something like TikTok, but then it was going on the lines of a two, three, ten minutes video, right? And it filled. So they were doing the same TikTok vibe, right? But then what they were trying to promote was like YouTube, but then in a TikTok form, let me put it that way. So you have normal swipe, but then a video will be like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. And it feel because the average teenager is not going to sit down to watch that 15 minutes content. So normally even on TikTok, what you realize is even when people want to post very long content, they cast it in bits and they make it in parts. At the end of the day, you watch all the four parts, but even me like this, that's happened to me before. I'll see a two minutes video, I'll scroll past it, I'll see a 30 seconds video, and then it's in four parts, and I'll watch all the four. I don't know why, but that is it. Just wanted to add that. I forgot the name of the app. They launched, it didn't work, it failed because they realized that people were not even watching up to a minute of maybe like the whole recorded user video that was the 10, 15 minute videos. And I feel like the short form content are faster to consume. 10 seconds, 15 to 30 seconds, then I'm going to the next one. About the shots where you break it, so if it's like two minutes, 
they break it into maybe four parts where it's 30 seconds in apps to you realize you have especially when you are filling forms we intentionally break it into parts where you see your progress too so maybe one out of four or probably and you have a progress indicator now when you see that like just the feeling or you knowing that oh you are near to completion just gives you that boost to actually complete that particular thing recently mike told me to Charlie why i'm causing back study for cock or something then it was sc standard charted and when i was feeling i i, I did the form i see say that seemed plenty for that's me filling the recipient's details bank details it was a whole lot with address. I'm like, ah, these people, money get they can't send. You see the forms you take. Then I quit them. Like, I just closed it. And sometimes people don't see how this thing, they kill them a revenue or increase their chain rates. But this thing all day inside. So I just hopped on to APSA. Then APSA and only be just, I think, two, two steps away. Then you are done. And I'm like, ah, so this thing where SC can't stress me from a designer's point of view that's the reason why like the fact that i see that long content ah i'm not gonna feel that shit. by the way he said you're welcome for apsa thank you very much oh apsa they yeah, solid 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 i'm on my commission behind oh but nah apsa is actually solid apsa is because i i have stand charts right i never send money on stand charts and i think yeah that'd be the same reason why that be the same thing in the same fees because they don't understand like the user types, right? Because the whole reason why I joined Standchats was because it was very easy to get a bank account. Just go online, fill a form, they'll deliver it to you. They deliver your card to you, everything like set, you are done. But to send money, do I ask me like I'll be some bank manager with 20 years of experience? Like I don't I know the buff whatever this is for the talk. You buff like <laughs> ah, some details be where you know they need. I'm like, yo, I say I just won't send this amount to this person. Simple. People would they ask me some things me and the buff. Please. If anyone is listening and you work with Absa, tell them we want to do marketing for them. Absa, we can't sponsor you. Can't sponsor this podcast because we we they promote people offline. Wow. Oh yeah, make them can't sponsor you. Yeah, make them can't sponsor you because I don't think they do. I don't think they do promotion for everywhere. <laughs> the promo videos if you tag them for this episode. If anybody listens for Absa, can't sponsor this podcast. But yeah, Absa, I think like Absa has the best app in terms of banking experience in Ghana because it's just simple. Which account are you sending from? How much are you sending? Who are you sending it to? If you have a reference added, you are done. But I mean, I wanted to touch on... Wait, wait, Tom. Wait, before you go right, I want to ask another question. So probably you can answer the two together. Now, be some limits me and say, we can worry about some chevalets. I'm going to go ahead. some questions to me and say. The senior pastor is here. Okay. We have the guest pastor. I'm like, slow down for me. So as content creators, right? Imagine, say, just like what Jeffrey talked, you will break the video down into four parts, right? Now, shooting and editing this two-minute video, comparing it to, sorry, like shooting one complete two-minute video and then shooting four 30-seconds videos, right? Which one is easier to shoot and edit? Before you continue the question, the problem here is identifying the people you are targeting. That's why they have platforms like YouTube, we have TikTok, we have Instagram, everyone and what they are being made for. At the bottom, I they look at them from a point of comparing the consumers of the content, right? It's like making things effortless for the consumers, 
but then does it end up making things difficult for the content creators? Because these same content creators are the ones that are providing the content for people to consume. So far, all we talk about we just the consumers, right? But not necessarily people who provide the content. The reason why I'm saying that is if you look at someone like MKBHD and Mr. Who is the boss, they are able to repurpose their long form content to short form content. So you take MKBHD get like a 20 minutes video. He's able to get a 30 seconds out of that video and then repurpose it on TikTok and Instagram or Twitter, or whatever. You understand? That's what I was saying. Every app and kind of the target market. So if he's posting it on Instagram or TikTok, he's posting that 30 seconds, which is like the catchy part of that 20 minute video to drive someone from TikTok to YouTube. Same way, maybe he posts on Instagram to drive someone from Instagram to YouTube. So at the beginning of the thing, he's editing his 20 minutes video. He has his video fully or upload it on YouTube. And then if he wants to repurpose it on other platforms, he just take short forms of that to repurpose on another platform to drive people to the actual platform. This is for long form content. That's like YouTube. So I was about to say, even with IJ and the recent rave of reels, you have content creators still posting long formats. It's just a matter of you making your video interesting enough for me to continue to watch. You get it. So some people have hacked this storytelling format and how to edit video in such a way that you are hooked from the start to the finish. And if you can hack that particular thing, it's very easy for you to create that type of content, right? So it's just a matter of one, you knowing your audience and you creating it in such a way that it suits that audience. And also, like Regan said, you need to be mindful of the platform too, because some platforms, that particular content, you know, will thrive for that. For instance, if something thrives on IG, it doesn't mean or thrive on twitter you get it so every platform and how their content works so for content creators i don't see the difficulty in that it's just you like identify your target marketing creating your content to suit it so i mean i think yeah basically everybody has touched on it but essentially you have to understand the apps like reagan and jeff were saying the apps you're on and the people you are targeting, right? Because it's mobile. And one of the key things we all know as designers when designing for mobile is that people are on the go. So a lot of the experiences on desktop, you have to shrink it down for the lack of a better word for mobile and just make it straight to the point on mobile. So all the catching things you do for desktop, make them do the things for mobile, just make it very focused and straight to the point. There's the assumption is that when someone is on a mobile, they are on the go as compared to you sitting at your desk or seated opening your laptop and going through you have more time that's the assumption so you have to understand that attention span on mobile isn't very long and also the generation we are targeting like we are targeting these gens the gens is be the people after 2000 right or i'd be wrong because because you grew in it actually uh, I be I be Reagan Reagan day 2000 so he be I'll go sound you Gen Z Gen Z they starts from 90, 90 something. 97. Mm. I mean, yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> it's not But yeah, so you, you have to also understand people like that, the target market, they, they I mean they grew up with a lot of automated technology that does things quickly for them. As compared to then times for opening some, I wasn't there. Me, I'm part of the Genesis people, right? Go put some show for foot top sheet time like for long minutes, microwave, one to two minutes, you are done. So they are used to like 
having things done quicker. And it's all about the release of the psychology. So they don't expect them to come and sit on your phone and then one video, they are waiting for the punchline. Like, especially if it's a comedy video, five minutes and the punchline will come and they are still waiting. I mean, even compared to real life self, if somebody tells some long joke with a joke not to go anywhere, and it's like, yo, Charlie, come what's on, up? Bro. Come on, bro. Quick yeah, <laughs> like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> but, so it's it's about yeah. the people you are targeting the user base and the whole platform if it was desktop like for example if it's youtube there's a reason why longer videos on youtube perform better than shorter videos because youtube if i go on youtube if i'm searching for something like how to do something right like maybe how to do something in a design style, and i go through the list of videos and i see like the videos are two minutes five minutes i don't go open but i'm looking for something that's at least like 20 minutes because i i want like detail um i have the time i want to learn something proper Right. For Instagram and stuff, it's different. If I come on Instagram and someone is maybe saying like best tools or, or stuff like that, tell me quick which are the top three. It'd be this and this and that. Exactly. If I exactly. want to learn how to use it, I'll go on YouTube. Okay. This is the top three. This is how you use them. Blah, 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 blah. Instagram, bro, just like Jeffrey was saying, I need to go to the next hit. Be like, okay. Yeah, what did I say? You, you give me the shot. Sure. I forgot to the next shot. <laughs> so if I say someone in the top plate, you know, Charlie, <laughs> so you have to take all these things into consideration. And it's all tied to what I was saying, like knowing the platform we're on. Because if you come Instagram, just tell me what it is. Like, you know, now you can't give me YouTube video content for Instagram. I can go to YouTube. You understand? And it, it ties back to what we were saying earlier on about some of us using social media for like distraction. So like you tire, you get some two minutes to spare. You pick up your Instagram. You know, like they can't watch some 15 minute video or some guy talking. You know, you need to see where you go. You straight to the point. And then you can direct people to where they can get more details about what it is to share. So every platform is built for a purpose. You just have to understand um, your users and who you are producing content from before you go and produce a YouTube content on tiktok because me me share like me if i see tiktok video it'll be more than one minute i know they watch 